All right, welcome everybody watching online. We are Norwood Free Methodist Church. Thank you for joining us. A uh, special shout out to those in other countries, like our brothers and sisters in India. Happy to give you any material you need at uh, norwoodfmc.com. Guys, go ahead and check that out. I'm uploading new MP3s all the time. We're, we're, we're tech savvy, yo. You can, get on your, uh, you can get on your phone and you can hit subscribe to the podcasts and you'll hear every sermon on your phone. For the last, I'm uploading them all. We've got six years of sermons for free. Or you can watch all the Facebook videos. We have them since March, so you can go back. So, let's do this. Okay, so, a lot of times in life, guys, many of us find ourselves tired, worn out, dissatisfied, and disillusioned. And so many people are thinking things like this. This is the people that around us, and even people in this room today watching online, is this all there is? This isn't what I signed up for. Right, and they feel they have a feeling that they're they're being let down, but the problem most of the time, and this is what I want to uh, I want to bring to you today, guys, in this shorter message that I have today, is this: a lot of the times, guys, the problem leaving us disillusioned, and I'm not where I wanted to be at 37 or whatever, is not necessarily our circumstances, and what's happened to us. I want to challenge you today that it's the choices we've made to count on or rely on something or someone that we couldn't actually count on, and you know what happens. We lean our lives against anything that can't support it, and what happens? Ba-boom, right? Let me paraphrase the Lord Jesus. He says, this guy built his house on the same thing everybody else builds their house on. This guy builds his house on me. Which one do you think survives the storm? The one that's built on me. So this isn't just AJ thinking, but I like to give practical teaching, just like Jesus did. When Jesus talked to farmers, you know what he talked about? Farming, fishermen, fishing. So we're gonna talk about practical things today. I only have two major thoughts, and I want to warn you. No, no. I want to, I want to encourage you. Everything I'm going to share you today, with you today. Okay, it's one of these messages where my second point, God had to tell me like every day that yes, this is what he wanted to share, because one I didn't really want to share. It's a fairly corrective thing, and here's what I mean. A loving father corrects his kids, right? Koa, don't go in the road. It's going to hurt you. So as we're talking about we've all kind of leaned our lives against things that don't, don't get all weird, okay? Don't get all, oh my gosh, God's correcting me. No, this is a loving father going, come here, come here. No, this is better over here. Deal? Because I want to be able to give it to you straight and I don't want to feel like, you know what I'm saying? I know my mannerisms. Sometimes I come in hot and you know I don't mean it like that. So, so let me tell you the good news. Let's start this off. This needs to be told as often as possible. Are you ready for this? I don't know if you guys have heard the good news, but the good news is this, that there was a man a while ago who walked around and he was doing things nobody had ever been able to do right? He healed everybody that came to him. He commanded things like water, uh, you know, H2O. He commanded storms with his words and so many things more. So because he was doing all this stuff, guys, we were paying attention, right? He was walking around doing stuff. So we started to go, what is, what is this guy's not your normal average everyday guy. So then he started to teach us crazy things about creation, about, um, about people and about creator. This was all very new to us guys. And of course we were paying attention because of the miracles. And because of that and so many things more, the religious people got the government to murder him. And so they did, they assassinated him. They did it really cruel, it was, on a, it was on a cross, which is a really cruel way to die. And at that time, we were all shocked and really confused. We didn't know what was going down. And then all of a sudden, three days later, he shows up again. Like we saw him die, and then he showed up three days later, Mike. And not only that, but he appeared to, not just like me and my pals, he appeared to hundreds of people. And so many records, actually we have more records of his glorious or his re resurrecting than we do aqueducts and crop rotation, but go check that out. But then he started talking again, and he was teaching us the best news ever. And we talk about it today. And he said this, he said that what had just happened was actually exactly what we needed. So here we were thinking it was the worst thing ever. They assassinated him. 
And, 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 but, but, but actually what had happened was actually exactly what I needed, what you need, what everybody, what everybody needs, okay? Because he tells us, when he talked to us about creator, some of us didn't even think we were created, but he shows up and of course he teaches us creator and he says that we're actually born turned away from our creator because of our choices. And that because of what he did, he gave us an option to return, return, return to the creator through what he did. Because when we break what God said is true, right, and best, there's always a punishment or a payment for that, and it's a death of something. And so, so we're born in a posture where we need a, a death uh, given. And Jesus says, well, what, remember what I just did back there when they assassinated me? My death can count for you if you choose to believe that I am who I say I am and then follow me. Do you guys understand what I just told you? Isn't it cool to tell it in a slightly different way and give it, give it life that it deserves? The reason I'm doing that, guys, is because um, number one, it needs to be told all the time. But Jesus then says this. He says, not only am I, am I going to give you your, you know, get out of hell free card. That's absolutely. But he says this. In the following me, I will lead you to a place where you have life and the fullest life that you can possibly have. And so many people, I love this. I'm, I'm rounding my seventh, eighth year, I think, as, as pastor. But to see the faces in here who have gone from not so life abundantly to life and life to the fullest. More joy in their homes. More peace in the storms, guys. This is the greatest privilege of my life, to see, see marriages, to see friendships mended, to see people's hearts, to see children growing up in God. When we are the first generation of people who believed in Christ, they don't have to go through the same stuff we went through. Can I get some amens there? Isn't that awesome, guys? That's what he's telling us about. But let me tell you, because of this good news, here's the deal. I wanted to frame that because, again, you should always share the good news. I, I, I don't ever want to be a church that doesn't talk about the gospel. But I want to say this, is that we know that this is a process. We talked about it last week. But today's focus is a specific part of the process of following Christ Jesus. And I, and I, and I said it a while ago. When we make Jesus our Savior, the one we count on to, to be right with God in here, here and after we die, but we also make him our Lord. That means we do things his way. He's the boss. Now, again, I'm going to take a moment and help you out here and by say this. Some of us used to go to churches where you got the snot kicked out of you by what I'm just saying. You got to become like Jesus. And you're, well, Bible thumping. We're thumping Bibles. And I don't remember Jesus ever doing that. I remember Jesus sitting down compassionately with people who are screwing up their lives and saying, I can help you with that. Do you follow me? I need to know you're following me. This is not a throw, stone throwing places. I don't have them. I laid my stones down years ago. I'm not worthy to throw stones at anybody else. Jesus encourages us to come up higher and do things his way and promises us, promises us that if we can trust him today more than yesterday, we're going to end up in a better place in life. So, here's what we're going to do. I've covered this for many of you. Some of it's a touch-up. And I've realized in life, you need touch-ups. I'm not going to apologize today. You cannot go to anything or anyone for what you can only get from God. And that's what we're talking about today. And so many of us are frustrated because we've done just that. And again, nobody's coming at you, bro, but I'm here to give you a different way, and so is Jesus. You cannot go to God for anything, right? Can't go, can't I go to, sorry, anything or anyone for what you can only get from God, including who and what you are. This one's review, I know it, but guys, every time I preach this, people get set free and, and people come out of the woodwork online. God bless you, feel free to get a hold of us, okay? Because we start talking about this. Many of us have been shaped and scarred by what we've, when we've gone to other people to tell us who and what we are. Your ex-boyfriend, your ex-girlfriend, society, magazines, mom, dad, whatever it may be, have shaped you and told you who you are. And who gets to tell you who you are is a very big question and a very good question in life. Because someone told you you were worth leaving. Someone told you you're worth less. Someone told you you're a loser. Someone told you you're a liar. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? And if you go to anyone or anything else, what you can only get from God rightfully, 
Calamity. Calamity. And then you end up in a place where you go, how am I 37 and I'm not where I want to be? Again, not correcting you, giving you a better way to do things, I promise, guys. Oftentimes in life, and I know you guys know this, people can be callous, careless, mean, cruel. And so it's not a huge jump to realize that people can scar and words can shape us. If you tell a kid he's worthless enough times, he will start to believe it and act out of that. Do we understand? Okay, but we've all done that. We've all done that. And sometimes, guys, it's not even our fault. We don't get to pick the, the families we're born into. Nobody's coming at you, like I said. Maybe you just had that person in your life that, that told you you were this one thing and, and, and that it scarred and shaped you that direction. If we go to, you know, to anyone or anything for we can only get from God, we're going to end up off the path of our best lives, so where he wants us to be. I've taught on this a ton, and I suggest that as you're connecting with it right now, you're not going to get a full teaching today, but you know what I did do? This was cool. I set up on Facebook today at 1230, the video of March's message about this will drop. Not neat. You can do it ahead of time. Brittany's nodding. Well, we're not all techie, you know. I thought that was a huge, I like launched a rocket or something. I was, wait, I can, I can post this while they're listening to it? So the first video on the Facebook page all week, besides this one, is going to be a teaching I did in March that talks about shame, fear, and control. I was naked, I was ashamed, so I ran and hid. We take on shame, it leads you to a place of fear, and then you try to control, and the loop keeps going and going. Shame, fear, control. Guys, get back on, listen to it again. This is the message, man. This was the one. 750 people watched that video. Can you believe that? I checked the count yesterday. You want to know why? Because God was doing amazing stuff with reshaping inside of us. We were acting out of our shame, and that made us fearful. People would find out who we really are, and then we seek to control the situation because we're ashamed. And on, and boom, 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 boom. Then you end up 65 years old, and you're not where you want to be. And Jesus says, whoa, 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 whoa. Come here, come here, come here. How about I tell you who you are? Wait, really? You know, my, my stepmom doesn't have to? My, my dad, my... That bully in high school, that was, that was, those are some stories I walk out. Here we are 20 years later and it still hurts. But the fact of the matter is, guys, um, yeah, feel free to get on the, that, that message. Please go do that. That was a really blessed and anointed message, I feel. I'm still chewing on that thing. But So we cannot go to anything or anyone for anything what we can only get from God. And we're always going to be let down, hurt, or worse. worse. So let me, let me show you this. Um, what is this called? This thing right here. Okay, does it matter what your opinion of this thing is? Does it matter if you want it to be a pen? Okay, who named it a pencil? Uh, huh? The guy who created it, exactly. He's the only one who has the authority, rightly, to give it a label. Do you understand that? If this is called a Farfic Nugan, you don't, you don't be going, Farfic Nugan. <laughs> and you'd have no choice. You don't have to like it. You don't have to like it. You're not allowed to label anything you didn't create. And Yeshua, that's Jesus' real name, he was walking around, not Englishized or whatever, you know. He walked around and told us, hey, 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 I'll tell you who, who you are. He comes across the guy named, uh, what was this? What? This is ridiculous. It was Simon, right? <laughs> Simon Peter, right? He comes across him. He says, no, 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 no. You are Kepha. You are the rock, Peter. Cephas, you all say in English. Kepha in Aramaic. No, no, no. You've been called Peter. You're Kepha. You're the rock. Gideon, come here. Gideon, where are you, mighty man of God? Me? Uh, I'm just the lowest of the low. He goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who told you that? Do you follow what I'm trying to say? Remember when he went to David's place and David's own dad, Jesse, didn't remember he was his son? Guys, he didn't bring him. Very clearly, Samuel said, bring me all your sons. And don't forget, Samuel was a, how do I say this without swearing? Bad dude. There you go. 
Just replace that last word. <laughs> Samuel was a bad dude. And he said, we're not going to sit till you go get that boy. David, anointed king. Jesse didn't like you much. Remember that whole story? Go check that out in the Hebrew Mishnah. Jess, illegitimate son. But only God gets to tell you who you are. And guys, when we go to anyone or anything for what we can only get from God, that's where we get all jacked up. So I don't know what we're doing today, but let's talk about a slide, I guess. Let's let him do some talking. I hate that you guys online can't read these slides. I'll read them out slowly. First Thessalonians, a teaching book to a church in Thessalonica. We know, dear brothers and sisters, don't skip over the verge, verbiage. We know, beloved brothers and sisters, that God loves you and has chosen you to be his own people. Stop right there. Wow, did you hear that? So Yeshua comes along, he's walking around, he's doing miracles, so we pay attention, and he says this, he says, Adonai, creator, has great affection for you. And you know the love here is agape love. Oh man, don't, we don't got time for this today. There's four different words for love in, the, in, 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 in Greek, okay? And he used the one that is abiding, loving, sacrificial love. Not brotherly, that was phileo. But he used agape. That means this love that loves like when you're holding that little baby right there and that baby can't give you anything or do anything for you. And, it, and even the next tan temper tantrum, if she throws one, will make you not stop loving her at all. Even the slightest little bit. That's what he just said. Do you see this? Do you know dearly, beloved brothers and sisters, that God loves you and has chosen you to be his kids? Not, not us, he loves me. Oh, how he loves me. Do you get this? So when other people told you you were no good, they don't get to say that. When other people told you you were stupid, people told you you were barren, whatever it may be, a drug addict. You know, guys, you could just throw out a million things. This is truth. This is absolutely truth. Speaking of that, let's go to the next message. I have a feeling I know what it is. All who believe in him and accept him, he gave the right to become children of God. So you're not... You're not just like your, da your dad. You're not just like your mom. You're not going to fall short. You're now a kid, you're kid of the Most High God. Guys, it's either true or it's not, but it can't, they can't both be true. You can't be a loser and a ch child of God. You can't be both. Do you understand that? You can't be so-and-so's ex-girlfriend. You can't be someone who's just never going to get married again. You can't be that or be child of the one who lit the stars and calls them by name. It can't happen. Guys, I, I love the confidence that comes in this when we know it, guys. Let's do another slide. Where do we get truth from? Okay, here's a good one too. This is a good one. I show you this one all the time and I might even do the pencil trick again. I'm wonderfully and fearfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Me, me specifically, my frame, who I am, was not hidden from you when I was made in that secret place. It is secret. None of you know how y'all became you, right? When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my own formed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Do you, know, do you know what this means, man? He says that we are wonderful, we're excellent, that we're loved and chosen, and that we're more than a conqueror. And that he, that he has everything to do with our everyday lives. Everything to do with our everyday lives. Isn't this crazy? But, but let's do this again. Some of you, I, I know you might need my help on this one. I'll try not to leave the frame. Let's go backwards. I've done this for you before. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Ready? Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And I praise you because I'm one of them. I'm wonderfully and fearfully made. So when you look at the Grand Canyon, don't admire the Grand Canyon. Be reminded that all of, God, all, all, all of God's works are wonderful and then just remember you're one of them. 
So when grandma called you a loser, what's that gonna do? Boing, right? When you look in the mirror and go, ugh, 20 more pounds, bunch more wrinkles, whatever it may be. Guys, come on, let's be, that's, that's my Monday morning, I don't know about you guys. <laughs> you look at the sunset and you realize, wow, your works are wonderful, you're a master craftsman, and I'm one of them. So I can't be trash, like he said. Amen? It's easy to go reverse like that, guys. It's much easier. And speaking of truth, give me this one. Come on, please be John. Yeah. Who gives you truth? Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. Who is truth? Jesus. What is truth? Jesus. And everything he teaches. And so here's what you do this week. When your coworker treats you like, when your daughter says these things, that there's Jesus is the truth or this other person is the truth. Your memories of the times that you or Jesus is the truth. And he's just given you a couple things to start with. If you're feeling low this week, go ahead and Google. Say, what does the Bible say about me or who I am or am I, lo you know, am I loved type of thing? Do that. You don't go to anything else for what you can only get from God. And following Jesus, guys, we don't go to anyone or anything we can only get from God. Now, seeing that Halloween is soon, this is my point that I don't necessarily like, and I want you to remember that this is all about love, but I want to teach you something he's very specifically shown me this week. In fact, he went way out of his way. Yep. I won't tell that story. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I promise I am not preaching or reacting to anything or anyone. I don't do that. People get hurt and sheep get beat up and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't do that. I'm not smart enough to do that, guys. So instead, I'm just being obedient to what God wants. But I want to say this. Our culture and our world has always had a way of trying to explain the world around us, the universe, the future, and the past. And as with anything, we're not to go to anything or anyone, right, for what we can only get from God. So we're not to go to anything but God for these things. So let me list off a few of these things and just make it clear. I'm not sure what God wants to do today, but I'm going to be faithful. So a list of some of these things as ways to understand the world around us, blah, blah, blah. Let's list some of these things in our current world go like this. Horoscopes, psychics, palm readers, psychic hotlines, Ouija boards, tarot cards. I'm sure I'm missing some, but that's not the point. The point is, and many of us have not heard this in church before, and especially never heard how strongly God feels about this stuff, but our culture accepts it, calls it entertainment, calls it harmless. I want to hold it up today, because again, I'm just being faithful. This is not my opinion. But I want to talk about this because lots of us don't know. That's where we're coming from today. Okay, without me putting my opinion on it, we're going to look at the Bible and the words of the living God who never changes. So let's start with astrology and zodiac stuff and horoscopes. Here's the history of that. The astrologers were actually known as the Chaldeans, C-H, Chaldeans. And they were part of the king's circle of so-called wise men who practiced divination. The actual word for astrology in the Hebrew language literally means divining the heavens. Divination is the act of foretelling future events or revealing secret knowledge by means of signs and omens and supernatural agency. The practice of pagan divina divination is, guys, for forbidden, prohibited by God. And of course, I'm going to bring up the, the ever so popular book of Leviticus here, 1926. It says straight up, don't practice divination or sorcery. So I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, Leviticus, I've heard stuff about that and people are, it's old fashioned and all that. But let me show you Isaiah. And this is where he convinced me he wanted to talk about it. Every single day he kept this up. And then I literally am reading in Isaiah and this is what I read. God is taunting Babylon, which is your culture. God is ta taunting American culture, metaphorically. And he says this, keep on then with your magic spells and with your men or sorceries which you've labored since childhood. You've always done them. Perhaps you'll succeed. This is God, God himself speaking. Perhaps you'll, you'll cause terror. And all the counsel you've received has only worn you out. 
Let your astrologers come forward, those stargazers who make predictions month by month. Let them save you from what is coming upon you. Surely they're like stubble. The fire will burn them up. They cannot even save themselves from the power of the flame. Here are no coals. Here are no coals to warm anyone. Here is no fire to sit by. In other words, God's going, I've got a plan for my people and my world, and I've let you dance around like those people on the tower. Uh, not the tower, up, up, up on top of Mount Sinai. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, Elijah. The Baal worshipers. He let them dance around and think they had power, and they may have even had power, but he's going, listen, when I show up on the scene, my will will never be thwarted. Where's the power, you guys? So let's go to the next slide. <clears throat> let's uh, continue. And this is Deuteronomy, guys. For example, never sacrifice your son or daughter as a burnt offering. Time out. That's how we know he was never going to sacrifice Isaac walking up the mountain, by the way. That was not a dad that God had asked to sacrifice his son. How would God, who had forbidden child sacrifice, in other words, he had to know God's got to do something, and they happily walked up there together. The offering of Isaac. Isaac was carrying the firewood, by the way, and he was, a, he was a grown man. But anyway, so never sacrifice your son or daughter. I'm not into it. That's disgusting, says God. And don't let your people practice fortune-telling or use sorcery or interpret omens or engage in witchcraft, cast spells, or function as mediums or psychics, or call forth spirits of the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the tetragrammaton, big name for God. It's because the other nations have done these things that your Lord your God will drive them out ahead of you. Out of bounds, he says. Out of bounds. Not fun, not goofy, not entertaining. And notice what he says here. He doesn't say that the things are bad. Guys, again, nobody's coming down at you. I don't know your story. I'm just telling you. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. There's something about this, you guys, where Father Dad, let's not forget, this is not big stepdad, mean dad. This is Father God going, no, 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 no. That area right there especially, don't do that. Don't do that. No, no. Like the kid putting his hand in the light socket. But, 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 I think I know that. No, no, no. Bro, you don't understand electricity? Don't do that. No, I think I do. And everybody else says I do. You don't understand electricity. <laughs> That's the daddy tone coming out, okay? I understand electricity. Don't go near there. Just stop it, okay? And that's what God's going, this stuff, this list, Andy, <laughs> this list right here, you might get it as a dad, right? You don't have to understand it, and you don't understand it. The spiritual realm, says Father God, is my realm. You're relegated since you guys split off. Go, go back and listen to near the 11 dimensions that quantum physics has discovered. We occupy three plus time. Don't do it. The other stuff you're not equipped for. Don't do it, okay? Stop it. Let's go to Isaiah. Please. I want to go all over the place because, you know, one or two slides is not enough. Someone may say to you, hey, let's go to the psychic. Let's go to the mediums and those who consult the spirits of the dead with their whisperings and mutterings. They will tell us what to do. But shouldn't people ask God for guidance, says God himself? Should the living seek guidance from the dead? Now he's coming at you from a common sense, right? No? No? I'm just going to... I'm going to bring some crickets next time. I'm going to name them. I'm going to watch them walk around. <laughs> um, I just, guys, I, I, you know, this is, again, this is not a, a thing. This is not an axe to grind, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just one of those things. And, and he, he was really strong about it today. What I think it is is that a lot of us are coming up in the faith. I think a lot of us are coming up in the faith. And, and, and we're coming from, like, the 101 place, forgive each other, love, that kind of stuff. But he's also given us warnings as we're growing. And he's saying, this will trip you up. This is not harmless. Please don't. I wish I could. Ah, I'm so tempted to tell you about a friend of mine who got messing around with a Ouija board when he was about 12 years old. And where it took him, you guys wouldn't believe me. You think, you think, yeah, he's, he's an honest guy, but you, 
Oh my gosh. I mean, we're talking medical documented proof, x-rays, second degree burns. We're talking things that you literally, Hollywood isn't creative enough to think about when he messed around and stepped too far into the spiritual. It wasn't what he thought. In fact, it was all very deceptive. Oh, y'all, anybody remember when we, when we were back at the old place, Stonegate, and I said, go listen, yes. Uh, Catherine Lobsher listened to it. I, I, I linked to a YouTube video of a guy who used to use like crystals and stuff like that and he became a best-selling author. And I just linked to his testimony where he was like, he had just written a really best-selling book about energy and all this sort of stuff. And he's like, what I remember about it was, he says, all of a sudden I was being tormented. And I was, I was a multimillionaire. I was, things were going well, but I was literally being tormented and had thoughts of suicide and all of a sudden out of nowhere. And he says, like, what I thought was this really nice blah, blah, blah was, was all not real. And it was all out to steal, kill, and destroy me. It was all evil, evil stuff, you know? Like, I want to challenge you with something today. I didn't bring it up. So you all remember King Saul? Remember who he is? First king of Israel? Do you remember one of the weird, wacky things King Saul does? He gets desperate, so what does he do? He goes to a witch in a place called Endor. Now, if you look at witch, the weird witch in Hebrew didn't actually mean like, <laughs> and your little dog too, right? <laughs> kind of love that movie. That wasn't a bad impression. Were you embarrassed I just did that? <laughs> Mom's embarrassed. <sighs> Stick to the guy ones in the, ac in the accents. <laughs> so he goes to this medium in Endor, and this will jack you up, and I don't want to give you any answers today. So he goes, right, and he's disguised, and he walks in and he says, I want to speak to Samuel. You know the prophet of Israel that died? Bring him up for me. And she does. What? And he comes up, he goes, who's woken me from my slumber? <gasps> Saul, why have you done this? Oh, man, you're going to die. You're going to die now. AJ's <laughs> version of the Bible. And you know what? He does. But doesn't that jack you up a little bit that she was able to do it? And she says, oh, my gosh, you're King Saul. Oh, my God, you've done this to me. First off, all that stuff was illegal in Israel, right, Mike? Um, it was punishable by stoning on sight. On sight! Like you see someone doing this, you kill them. That's, that's how much God wanted it. Not a part of his body, right? Not a tumor in his body. Not a piece of cancer in his body. Not something that's harmful for his body in his body. Capiche? You following me? So here's the thing, ready? But she knew so much about my life. Yes, she did, absolutely, because guys, there are real elements to this. Don't debate with me whether or not Miss Cleo was telling you the truth, man. That was good. <laughs> I didn't even know I was going with that one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Back in the 80s, y'all remember that? You used to call and it was like six bucks a minute or something stupid, but she knew so much about my life. Yes, absolutely. Let me tell you the story about, ooh, no, Book of Acts, please. Yes, let me tell you this story, guys, just so you know I'm not just in creep town for no reason. So the book of Acts, right? The Acts of the early church. Here's what happens. Once, when we, 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 first-hand occurrence, when we were going to a place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl, slave girl, who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. I didn't see it. This just did. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the Most High God. They're telling you the way to be saved. By the way, that is a bad translation. Why would a demon, a spirit, give Glory to God. No, no, no. You know what they actually says in, 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 in the actual Greek? It says, these men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you a way to be saved. Uh, uh, uh. You know what the devil loves? They all lead to God. All roads lead to God. That's what she actually said, by the way. Because that tripped me up. When things trip you up in the Bible, you've got resources now. You go to a Bible hub or something like that and you look at the translations. That's what I did. Guys, one, one way to be saved. Right? Further deceiving. So anyway, she kept this up for many days. Finally, but... 
Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. It's that easy sometimes, by the way. Uh, at that moment, the spirit left her. Now this is how real this was, guys. When the owners of the slave girl realized their hope of making more money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged him into the marketplace to face the authorities. Like this isn't even like an opinion thing. They're like, oh, what? what? No, they're like, we don't care. She made us like 30 pesos a day and now she's not making us any. It's your fault. We don't know what you're spiritual. We don't care about that. She costs us money, right? How many people know people get serious and start believing when it comes to their money? Hold on. Just for you, take it and go. How did this person know things and make them lots of money? Read the top. We were met by a slave girl who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. Let's do it. Too bad. It's welcome, welcome for Halloween. Okay, fallen angels and demons and all this. I'm not giving demonology today, but they are interdimensional beings. They are not bound by time in the way that you and I are. Time is a physical property that is bound by mass and acceleration. Right, Mike? Go too close to a wormhole, lose hundreds of years. Mass, acceleration, and gravity affect time. Do you realize that? Tick, 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 tick is only for people who are alive right now. Okay? So these spirit things, can they tell you the future for tomorrow? Sure. There, they're just there in the back. Johnny's going to get divorced. <laughs> what is going on with me today? No, I'm Southern. I, I'm not... I mean, y'all know me. This is like my real life. This is who I really am, but I should tone it down when I'm being watched. You know what I'm saying? But listen, guys, so, so, so let me put it as clearly as I can. You're, you're good old pal, AJ. Don't go in this realm. Anywhere near it. Don't go anywhere near this realm. It ain't fun. No, stop it. Stop it. And the stars lining up in a certain place don't care about you. They have no power to help you. Now we're going to do this and shut it down, okay? Because this, I think, is the, the, final, the, the, the Father's heart here. Ready? Okay. Let's do uh, Okay. What do we go to these things for? We go to these things for answers, for guidance, for comfort, for knowledge, right? So listen, even if, if, you're, if you're really wounded right now and whatever, just, just, just listen real quick. Can't we see God who has feelings, by the way? Can't we see him looking at us and saying, what are you doing? Come to me, my precious daughter, my son. Come, come, come to me. What, what do you, you don't have to go over there. Or, or how about this? You don't have to not go anywhere. Always come to me. Don't go over there. Don't do nothing. Come to me. Come here, come here, come here. Lily, she's so tiny, but doggone it, don't you want her to come to you? My gosh, my kid's four and four and a half and two and a half. When they're 40, I still want the phone call. Any elderly saints out here? Older? Right, come to me. Don't, yeah. <laughs> she goes, hey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. We got some great grandparents in here. You still want your kids to come to me. Don't go over there. They don't love you like I do. Now there's a reason we sang, he is jealous for me. He loves like a hurricane. I am the tree. Told you before, Oprah Winfrey wrote in a book. I don't believe in God because it says he's a jealous God. Do you know what jealous for me means? That's what she, she said. Jealous for me means I want to be the one to provide for you. Alex, don't go to Bruce for college tuition. I'm your daddy. <laughs> and Bruce, yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying though, guys? Lily knows. At every stage of parenting, it's like, I'm jealous for you. I want to be the one to provide for you. So this is the heart of Heavenly Father who, if you just read the old Leviticus, you go, okay, he's forbidding. And then you realize, wait a minute, this is because he's a good, good father. And he's able to provide. And he's able to give us all the stuff that we need, right? I have all the answers, guidance, comfort, and et cetera. And let me, let me tell you this for someone in this room right now. 
And if I don't give you what you're looking for, it's not because I'm holding out on you or because I'm cruel or heartless or incapable. If I don't, it's because it's best for you right now. And guys, I know that only comes when you walk out the desert. You come out and realize if he, if he says not yet, it's because it's what's best for us. God only has three answers, guys. Yes, no, or not yet. If you haven't heard no, it might be a not yet, right? Guys, this is good, right? So we don't go to this place that's out of bounds in any way for that. We just go to Father God. Now, if I were anybody else, I would feel pressured to give you a third point. I'm not doing that today. We're done. We're done, okay? That's what they tell you in schools and stuff. Three-point sermons. I don't know. I <laughs> just talk and do impressions, apparently. <laughs> it was a little much today, guys. I got to tone it down a little bit. But um, here's what we're going to do, guys. I'm gonna, we're we're going to pray together as a family. Um, and I want to remind you, that I, please go and listen to the message where I gave a full message about shame, fear, and control, about going to anyone besides God for what you can only get from God. Please do that independent teaching this week. There's your homework. It's on the top of the page. But um, it, let's examine ourselves this week and be brave and see if we're going to anything but God for what only God can give us. But instead of just walking out of here, I'm going to lead you in a prayer today. And this is a very personal thing for you guys, but it's a prayer of returning to God for what, what he can only give for us. So eyes down, bowed in prayer. Everybody online, this is your chance right now. If you words, here you go. It's just about going to God. Father, in light of your love and what your, your son Jesus has done for me, I come to you today. I thank you for all you've done. Please forgive me for all my sins. Please wash me clean. And many of us will say this for the first time, but please come into my life, as he's talking about. Come into my life. Be my Savior, my Lord. And I confess that I've gone out of bounds looking for what I need. Please forgive me for that. We all have. And specifically, Lord God, for any times I've gone into the realms of the occult or anything like that for whatever reason, just please forgive me for that. Please break any strongholds or consequences of those actions in my life. From now on, I choose to go to you and only you for what I need. Help me to trust you, Lord, in every area. You are good. Thank you for all you've done and all that you are. In Jesus' mighty name we say, amen. So as a loving father, he embraces us. Let's watch our corners this week. Worship team, come on up. Let's watch our corners this week and anything we're going to for what God, only God can provide, we're gonna change direction, right? Submit and surrender. Good prayer.